welcome everyone to another episode of Tobacco Road Weekly. We've got, as always, Mr. Stevie Fly. Mr. Fly, how are you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing pretty good. How about you, Mr. Billy Parker? I'm doing okay, doing good. And as a special guest, maybe not as special as our last guest, uh, Mr. Derek Wittenberg, but special in his <laughs> own right, uh, Chris Andreessen, uh, our Virginia Cavaliers resident expert. So, uh, Chris, welcome, bud. Thanks, Billy. It's not it's not often I follow Hall of Famers, so I know uh, I've got big shoes to fill. But that that was a great uh, conversation to show you guys had with with Derek. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I think. Um, but we do enjoy our conversations with you as well. So we're glad to have you back. So, um, so uh, you know, so this weekend I was watching that Duke-Virginia game. And before the game even started, Chris and I were talking a little bit. And I said, you're, you're in for a that, – that's, that's going to be a tough one at Cameron. He's like, yeah. And uh, he said, if we win, though, you, you got you to gotta play whatever I want as my opening, uh, you know, song or kickoff or introduction. And I said, you got it, thinking it's no way the Cavaliers are going to walk in there and beat Duke. But guess what? They beat Duke. So hey, move over and show that score. There we go. Oh, yeah. Boom. Look at those guys. <laughs> Look at the Cameron crazy. Look at I them. love it. I love it. It's so quiet. And shut up. It's so great <laughs> to see them in shock. I enjoy that moment so much. Hey, so, hey, uh, well, well, hold, hold, hold. Before you do anything else, Billy, I want to say this. Yeah. Now, we got our tails tore up by Duke. Okay, so that was actually this weekend. That yeah, was, was Saturday. Uh, I had a Duke fan come up to me Friday night before the game and say, you know, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. And, uh, you know, the next night, I think Sunday morning, it was he was on Facebook, where are all the Carolina fans at now? And I was like, I'm right here, bud. I mean, I'm always, I'm always going to be right here. And then, and then the next the, – uh, right before the Virginia game, he posts on Facebook, all right, <laughs> You Duke, Duke, you got to come out and play as hard as you did, did on Saturday against Carolina. You can't just go out there and win. Guess what? Ever since then, all I've heard, crickets, crickets, crickets. He's disappeared. He's gone AWOL. That sounds like a Duke fan. So, uh, well, he'll enjoy this then as we play. Yeah, let's Chris's, hear this. Chris's intro. Where'd it go? Can you hear it? You got it? No. Hold you on missed one it. second. It came in and out. Oh, let's try it again one more time. All right. See, we try to get fancy with stuff. <laughs> Can you hear that? No? No, Billy. You... How about here? Hold on a second. Hold on one second right here. This let me uh all right, you try it. My technical skills aren't uh I guess where they need to be. I apologize. All right, first, let me know if you can. First, first, let me know if you can hear this. No, it's low. I can hear it in my head, guys, very clearly as to what happens. <laughs> well, maybe we can go back and edit this thing in for Mister Mister Andres. I apologize. Uh, you know, it comes. Hey, on. hey, 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 hey! Let's do let's do one better here, Billy. Hold on, All right. I'm gonna try this. Can you enable somehow the the ability for me to share the screen with you? Oh, absolutely. I think do that. Let me let me be able to share the screen because I can do. Well, you you just did that. What are you looking at, Billy? I'm looking at your screen. Is that 
It's <laughs> hold on. I'll, let me see. Oh, you got to you got to let let me do it though, Billy. That's the thing. That, yeah. I don't. I don't. That this may is, be too this complicated. This falling apart, guys. Hold on. All right, go ahead. Now you you just go back to where you're not sharing. We're getting all all the pieces here. I was going to actually show the clip up there. There's a, if have you got the video up right now, or is it just the audio clip? It, uh, it's just audio. I guess we're gonna. Chris, I tried, man. We'll have to forgo. I appreciate it, Billy. I appreciate it. I will <laughs> still, I will tried. still come back. I will still right, come I appreciate back. appreciate it. All right. It was, it but was it was a heck be, of a moment. It was going to be beautiful, and I ruined it. <laughs> My bad. So, all right. Now that I've botched our technical opportunity to roll out the uh, exciting moment where Virginia nails the shot to beat Duke, and we'll let Chris describe that in detail a little bit later, because that was a fun moment. Um, what we wanted to really get doing is roll up our sleeves and dive into, you know, what the ACC is right now. It, it is a bit of a mess um, across the board. Steve and I have talked quite a bit about it. This is probably the worst, you know, kind of season for the ACC across the board. But at the end of the day, we still have some teams in the ACC that are performing pretty well. Um, so we're going to kind of focus on the top eight, uh, that, that are really kind of showing and who's really going to be contending to move up to the top of the conference. Cause right now it's been a little movement, um, back and forth. And, you know, Virginia is on a rocket ship moving, uh, you know, they've been kind of hanging in that middle level and in the last couple of weeks have just moved really quickly, kind of moving towards the top. So it's going to kick it off. Um, and we have a, a, a pretty cool list that, you know, we use quite often for our power rankings uh, to kind of go over things. So I was going to start off with with that and kind of walk through what we're looking at. And um, you guys say we're going to go bottom to top, right? So I think we're starting with uh, the number eight, which would be, I believe, Florida State. So Florida State right now, and this was uh, early in the week that we had this and rolled this out. And uh, so there's been a couple of games played since. So uh, since this came out, uh, Florida State played last night. Um, I believe they played Clemson um, last night. No, they played Pitt. Played Pitt last night. Okay. And uh, Pitt actually won that game. So they're going to slip on this list, I would assume. So, guys, if Florida State was at the top of this thing not that long ago, um, hovering around that one or two or three spot. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two mm -hmm. weeks ago. Uh, and since, you know, they've lost to Clemson and lost to Wake Forest uh, in the last few weeks. So what do you guys think about Florida State? I mean, is this uh, – do you think they're trending on the downward spiral? Or, or, or what do you think? They'll pop back up and win some games and start moving up? I mean, I think it's interesting what you're seeing in the league right now, Billy. Basically, the top of the league, most of the teams at the top half of the league are playing pretty well, right? They're on win streaks. The bottom half – are on you know pretty lengthy losing streaks and Florida State is on that same trajectory. So right now, I mean, we, we've talked about a few teams already, but this is not the time of the year that you don't want to be playing well. And when you lose to a team like Pitt, I mean, it's one thing to lose to Wake, but when you lose to, and that was, I believe that was a home game for FSU. So that was a big loss. And um, then when you come out and lose to Pitt, that, that may tell you something. And I think, I think between the three of us, we have a ton of respect. I mean, Leonard Hamilton is one of the best coaches Absolutely. in college basketball, period. Yeah. Um, 
you know, just like with every other team in this league, they've lost a lot of talent over the last two, three years to the NBA, to, you know, other things. And so certainly right now, when you look at the, you know, the middle of the ACC is really where the rise is coming. You've got UVA, you've got Syracuse, Virginia Tech, Florida State, though, they're going the opposite way. So it seems to me that they're kind of, they're falling down in that bottom tier as we head into the, you know, the stretch, the home stretch here of the season. Yeah, definitely not a time where you want to be struggling and losing four games in a row. And, you know, I won't say the Wake loss was bad because, you know, Wake's got a good team. We talked about mm-hmm. that in the last week. But, you know, like you said, losing to Pitt, come on. I mean, you were, you were number one in the power rankings two weeks ago, and then you come out. Not only do you – you know, I can understand a little bit of a, a losing streak, but losing to Pitt, you know, you're definitely – on the on the wrong way, you know, it's 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 gonna it's not gonna be good. The only thing, and we're not, I'm not gonna give away everything right now, but Florida State's next opponent, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's. Do I think they'll turn it around? I don't know. I don't. I don't think you know they they don't have the talent they've had, and I I don't know if this is something that Leonard Hamilton can write this ship this year. I don't, I don't know if he can ride the ship on this this year. Well, and remember last year, I mean, I, you know, we talked quite a bit during the season. They looked unstoppable. And mm-hmm. towards the hat, latter half of the season, they, they, they definitely kind of took a step back. Um, it, it almost seemed like peaked too soon um, and, and start kind of falling back a little bit. It's amazing <laughs> how streaky these things couldn't are. Couldn't handle big game situations. No, no, they couldn't. Um, and I mean, I don't think it's a coaching thing. I think Leonard Hamilton's a great coach. I don't think it's that. Um, but I agree. I think they're kind of, they're going to fit on that number eight and And, I don't see them going up. And it's like, we, we, I talked about last year when we talked about that team, all the talent in the world, but Pat Kennedy was a great coach at Florida state too. And they had that team in 92 with Sora, Cassell, Doug Edwards, uh, Dobard and should have should have been able to win the ACC. They they were on fire at one time. You know they upset Carolina, and then they just took a step back. They, I mean, you blow you blew a twenty point lead against Carolina in ninety two in in the Dean Dome, and you know you just, they just fell apart. Big game situation. That's the same way last year's Florida State team was. Big game. I think situation that's the year Chris was born. Um, <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Well, let's put it this way: I couldn't spell Florida State at that period of my life. But I, I will. One thing that, I, wow. that you guys know too. I mean, you guys are coaches in your own right. Anytime you are on a streak like they're on, every game becomes that much more important. And so, you know, especially when you lose to, you know, you lose to Pitt. That should have been a, you know, a get right spot. Now there's a lot of pressure on the game this weekend, then and, and it just keeps building. And so, as you said, Stevie. Their history, at least recently, is we haven't seen them get up for these big games. And so now every game is a big game. So um, that just increases the pressure on, you know, that, that program moving forward. Yeah. And then, you know, you know we're talking about momentum. You, you just mentioned, Chris, Syracuse um, is really at number seven in the power ranking. But Syracuse is doing what Syracuse always does, right? I mean, that is they, – they always, you know, not so good in the beginning and slowly get better and better and better. 
you know, they're like a, a you know, a, a soup, you know, you got cooking and it just kind of sits there and it, you know, it, it marinates, it gets, and then they, they, by the end of the season, they seem to peak. Um, and it, you're seeing a little bit of that. Now, it, it might be a little bit too late. I don't know if they've got enough in the tank uh, to get it done this time, but they are making a bit of a move. You know, they, you know, went over state 89, 82 recently. That was a pretty close game back and forth, but they got hot at the end and pulled that out. Um, you know, they beat Louisville, but everybody, I mean, actually they crushed Louisville, um, yeah. you know, right now. Yeah. And Louisville is kind of a mess, but they're playing well. Um, I'm trying to think, did they play last night? I was looking at the list. I'm not uh, sure if they had a game last night. Yeah, I think, well, they beat BC. That's I think right. that was last night. So, That's and, right. and one of the, yeah, and one of the thing for them, and, you know, I think I saw scrolls across the ticker today. Their center, I believe, is out for the year, Edwards. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I think he no, I maybe broke his wrist that. or something like that in the game last night. And they were um, already thin down low. Right. And so that, and again, for the zone, you know, that's an important piece. And, you know, I always, you know, Tony Bennett's had a lot of success. So watching Virginia against the zone just covered up. One thing about, you know, some of these other coaches, they change it up. Bayheim, he sticks with oh, that zone. He does. I mean, he, it doesn't matter if they're getting killed or what. He sticks with that zone. And so that, you know, that could be an interesting um, situation to monitor, that that injury situation. Because like you said, I mean, at this point in the year, again, you comes down to attrition. Now they can shoot and they're not shy about it. So that's helpful. But that that could impact, you know, some of their uh, their defense and their offense coming down the stretch here. Yeah, Buddy Bayham's ridiculous. Um, and, and, I mean, he just seems to get better and better. And he's, you know, I remember, I mean, three years ago, you know, he's the coach's kid, you know, and he's just, he's legit. And I mean, actually, three years ago, towards the end of the season, you started seeing he's legit. I mean, he can shoot the eyes out while he's probably, if not the best, one of the best three point shooters in, in the ACC for sure. Um, yeah. It's pure um, and, and contested, but that's not going to be enough to carry him. Um, and his brother's been a nice addition this year. Um, he's a good player, but what it, as you just mentioned, they lost their center. I mean, it's not going to be enough to, to make that up. Um, they'll what have did, what did we say? What did we say a few weeks ago, though, when Syracuse was down at the bottom of the power, near the bottom of the power rankings? Yeah. What did I say? I said, no need to worry right now. Syracuse yeah. fans don't get your panties in a bunch and, and don't, don't worry about this. It all depends on what you do that last part of the season. This is what you guys do. But, like you said, losing the center, uh, that may, that's going to put a lot of pressure on Beheim. You, 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 know, you may not be able to overcome. Buddy magic may not happen this year. Uh, Beheim magic, whatever you want to call it, may not happen this year. But uh, Well, right now they're sitting at 13 and uh, 11, 7 and 6. That, that's not – I mean, that, that shouldn't be enough. That's not an NCAA done. tournament. No, that, that's not going to be enough, especially a year where the ACC is only getting a few teams in. Right, um, yeah. So they'd have to do an awful lot of work. Um, and then now if they've got an injury, I, I don't see it happening. Um, I think they're going to end up staying middle of the road. I don't think they're going to peak. I mean, they've got some They've got some winnable games coming up, but then the, the they close, I want to say, with Duke, UNC, and Miami. So they, they, they're closing stretches – tough right and so you can see a situation where they'd have to win you know they have to win those last three games to to potentially 
Well, they already got the state game over with, so that was good for them. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, you, yeah, you mentioned it, Billy. I mean, we won't harp on it because state lost, but it was a fun game to watch. It was. It I was. mean, if you like offense and making shots, I mean, it was back and forth, you know. So state was actually state actually played really well that game, the, the, right? Especially particularly the first half, and um, they just got outshot by Syracuse, right? Uh, yeah, in, in the end, and uh, but it was it actually was a really good game to watch, and you know, actually state played pretty well that game, um, but just got outshot by uh, by those guys. But it, it was uh, a little a little little too many threes from Buddy. Uh, got us. So moving up, um, we're getting to, to Stevie's area. Uh, sitting at number six on the power rankings is UNC, North Carolina. So you know that you know Carolina is probably used to sitting more top three, but right now in the power rankings around six. Carolina to me is in probably one of the most interesting positions um, than any other team in the ACC right now. I mean, they're really on the cusp of not making the tournament. Or turning a corner where they potentially could make the term. They, they need. I don't think they have any quad um, uh, one wins anywhere for sure, um, which which is a problem. They've won some other games. You know, you blow out state, of course. Well, I mean, yeah, hold on. Get, where, where's where's the, where's the talk about? We haven't been on the air. Hold on. We haven't been on the air. If, oh, let's let's talk about this for a minute too. I gotta throw this out here. All right. I hear from I hear from Billy like every other day, any other week, and then we do the Wittenberg interview that Monday. Hear from him all week about let's get the Wittenberg interview going, and then you know I work that Saturday and I'm watching on my phone and you know I haven't heard from Billy in like a week and a half since. I'm, I'm very Carolina busy. State game. I was, I was so, very what, busy what that was, week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you were real busy. Uh, I can guarantee you, guys, I can guarantee you if the if the, it went the other way, I'd have heard from him as soon as that, that clock hit zero, zero, zero. But anyway, okay. Yeah, that's uh, no, it hey, was an ugly game from beginning to end, uh, but then Carolina got kicked in the mouth by Duke. Right after, so I mean, what does that yeah. got to do with the price of eggs in China? Well, I'm you know what it about does because it's right just now. that's typical Carolina this year, right? <laughs> no, exactly. They, they couldn't it, listen? I, they could have played anybody that game when they played state. They could not miss. Couldn't miss. No, you're right. Now they our defense, miss. you know, gave them, some, but they couldn't miss. Now the Duke game, they were missing shots. Duke defense is better, but you know they're hot and cold. They seem to be winning games. You were like we were just talking about before we started. Carolina cannot put two and two together um, no. to, to get anything rolling. So it does really tell you a lot about this team. One minute you're like, oh, heck yeah, this team's NCAA in tournament. They're ready. And then next week you go, wow, you know, they're not. I mean, they just did squeak by Clemson the other night. Um, so yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Here's, here's the thing with me. I mean, these wins, like, and, and I'm going to throw some shade at Chris, too. We had a big win over Virginia, which I, I will give Chris credit, though. Chris texted me as soon as the game was over. I mean, that's that's what a true blue fan or true uh, whatever uh, orange fan will do. Not orange. a true red. Not a true red fan will do. But to see the, the blowout wins in Virginia, I don't think Virginia's got a bad team. At all. You, they're proving that now. Bennett's a great coach. But to see the win over Virginia, the wins over State, and, and then the blowouts, and when they're playing well, you see these guys have the talent. But 
I don't know what happens. What happens after that win going to the next game? Because they, it's just like start all over again. Let's start all over again. We've never seen a basketball before. Looked like they hadn't seen a. And granted, it's Duke. I get that. Duke's got a good team. I'm not saying Duke has a great team. You beat Carolina by 20. Big freaking deal. You're not the national champions. We're not going to hand a crown to you anymore. But um, what happens in between that win and the next game? Why is 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 there something in their head? Uh, is it something the coach is not getting them prepared for? I don't know what the answer is. Um, but the guard play has been not good. It's been up and down. Caleb Love has not played up to the potential that he he had. He's they say he has. We need some help there. He needs to step it up. And you know, Baycott, when you force Baycott to be the man and to have a great game like he did against Virginia. And when, when Chris, Chris's text to me was, uh, we made – oh, no. It was – because I didn't – I really didn't know the outcome of the game when when he uh, texted me. Let me see. This was so far I laughed my butt off when I said, what in the world? <laughs> I may have compared him to uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Based on that, that was game. it. Yeah, we made Baycott look like Wilt Chamberlain. I was like, okay, this must have went really good for us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but you can't do – you depend on him. I don't think you depend on him to be, you know, the if he scores his points. Carolina still needs that guard play. We need the perimeter shooting, and we're not getting it right now. Not every game. It's every other game. We're playing 500 basketball right now, and you can't do that right now. As you guys know, I mean, as, as, as coaches – Winning, winning games consistently is hard, right? Especially in a league like this, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of parity. I would say there's probably like three tiers in the league, but you know, those, those tiers at the top, middle and bottom are all pretty close. And so it seems to me every game has its own identity and a team like Carolina, if they feel like, you know, the inside game is working well, well, if you take that away, will the guards respond? And I don't know that we've seen that. And so, to your, to your point, Stevie, is that, you know, sort of a coaching thing? You sort of got a, a, a young, younger, you know, staff there trying to figure out how they motivate these guys to let them know, hey, if Mondo's not working on the post, you know, Caleb, we need you. We need you guys on the, on the perimeter to pick us up. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And finding that balance is, is hard to do. But, I mean, like you said, Carolina's got a ton of talent to do that. Yeah. But it seems like when they get – flying like billy said they they can't miss you know they're just high flying but when they get when they get off to the bad start like miami do you know then they just they can't get themselves out of it or to get out of a big hole with carolina yeah it went for baycock uh against clemson they, they no way no way i mean they they, they couldn't hit anything um mm-hmm. but he pulled them out and they get the win so, and you know uh, i'm gonna say this too uh to the Carolina fans out there that every game Carolina loses, you're calling for Hubert Davis's head. Give me that was going to happen. I mean, Wait, it's yeah. his first freaking I know. year. It's, it, I know this, I know this is Carolina basketball. I know this is tradition, the tradition and all that, but this is the guy's first year of being a head coach. Give the guy a break. He's going to be, I think he's going to be all right. You just got to give him a break. Well, you just wait the next year with Shire if he loses a few games and see if they don't. Start I mean, if Kelvin Keats can stay at state for like all these years, 
I mean, Hubert Davis should be in Kevin? South Carolina for a while. Kevin Keats? <laughs> I think, I mean, we, we talked about this maybe a, a, a year or two ago on this podcast. I mean, college basketball is still sort of changing in itself. Absolutely. I mean, the, the transfer yeah. portal, all these different things. So, you know, t- imagine not only replacing a legend in Roy Williams, but then you come in with those high expectations, you know, and again, you've been on the bench, but you haven't been the man in, the, in that seat. Um, you know, there, there's a learning curve for anybody. And so you got to look at the product on the court, but then the recruiting and all those other things. And, you know, I think we're, we would all three agree, he would probably figure it out. They've sort of laid the, the foundation for him to be successful. Well, so. if he doesn't, they'll be calling Wes Miller real fast. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I think Hubert's going to get some leeway, and I think he'll do a good job. Um, but, you know, coaching Carolina is going to be tough. I mean, it's very possible they don't make the tournament this year. It's possible. They're on the bubble right now. They're I mean, definitely. but you t- you're talking about uh, Syracuse a while ago. If You know, Syracuse has got a ways to go to get, get above that line. Yeah, Carolina I mean, squarely. I think they're in at this point, but they lose right now they are. But if they keep yeah. playing, you know, five hundred basketball, I, I I think it's iffy. Yeah, Especially yeah. I mean, when you 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 mentioned their resume, Billy. I mean, when you look at it, they have maybe one. Their best win might be Michigan, and that was you know that's yeah. probably not a good win anymore. Not you know, they good. obviously they crushed us. You know. I, maybe Stevie, you root for us, and that looks like a better win. But you know, down the stretch, you're gonna have to win because some of those other games, you just—it's actually surprising when you when you look into it that they just haven't beaten anybody. And maybe that's a you know reflection on the ACC a little bit. You know, maybe you thought some of those wins would be bigger than they than they are. But out of conference, you had opportunities that just didn't happen. Well, ACC this year, I mean, it's just not any. I mean, what? two, two, maybe three ranked teams and only one team really ranked in, in the top 10. Right. I mean, that's un- so unusual for ACC. You usually have, what, five, six teams? So, I mean, there's so many games you're playing, you're playing a ranked opponent, and it's just it's not there this year. Um, so it's hard to build that resume. Now, you know, Stephen Ar- Stevie argued this all day long, but, but still Carolina. And if it's close, they'll get the nudge in. <laughs> I mean, because everybody wants to see Carolina in the tournament. They do. I mean, it's just what it is. Right. But <laughs> Let me ask you, let me ask you, Billy, as an NC State fan, do you want to see Carolina in the tournament? I, I will say I, 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 yes, or no yes or no, no question. No, I don't. Okay, then. then you, <laughs> you, you, you just prove my point. There's no, there is no way that there's NC State people out there that want to see Carolina in the tournament. Does, there's no, no way there are people the out there people. that want I'm to see Carolina I'm talking about the selection the committee. The selection committee. Do you not think there are Duke people and state Duke people on that selection committee? I'm sure Coach K's got his his arm around them somewhere. So, so we know so the I'm sure they always get a little bit of a a little kind of a nudge. Roy, look, like we said, Roy is gone. He doesn't have the influence is not there. Carolina, if Carolina's not there, they're not going to make it, Billy. I'm telling you. They, you can say right. what you want to about. Your favoritism, you favor Carolina, you favor Carolina. No, that's there. No. There's another team wearing blue that gets favored now. 
Uh, they'll both get it. What do you think, Chris? Sometimes Steve and I have these debates, and we don't have a, a third party to uh, come Lord. in and uh, break the tie. What are your thoughts? As long as, look, I don't have a problem with any debate as long as you don't go with that crazy notion about social media trying to get games like you did last year. Good Lord, <laughs> it was a crazy year. That was an interesting line that uh, that Billy took. I, I'll say this: what the, with the eye test, to me, UNC is a tournament team. You know, just looking at that. Now, if I start looking at the resume, I mean, heck, I could look at Virginia's resume and say, oh, gosh, there's not a lot of, you know, obviously you had a couple of good wins the last few days. But um, outside of that, you know, uh, I just think that's the way that's going to be in the ACC. And that's why a lot of the projections you're seeing, what, four or five teams. Yeah. Um, So, you know, again, it just puts a lot of pressure on these next few weekends as we build to the to the tournament. But if so it comes down to, like you said, Billy, three teams making the tournament, you said you were talking about three, maybe four teams making the tournament out of the ACC. Probably four. Do you, I mean, five, do you think Carolina? Do you think Carolina's in that top four? At this I don't. Point, I don't. No, at this point, no, I don't right now. Yeah, yeah. they're going to they show be. me something. They definitely could. So I think they're. You know, six is probably a good place to be because you know they're going to go one way or the other, and they're either going to start playing a little bit better. Um, peaking and get some quality wins. They get another crack at Duke, right? So yeah. they got to go to Cameron on that one. That should be fun. Um, but they get hey, another crack. Virginia can do it. We can do it. There you go. There you go. There's, <laughs> they, Give they, confidence they, up and down the the ACC. I mean, I, there? I I think that uh, UNC. If you, I think if you look at their schedule coming up, again, they've got some winnable games. That yeah. you know, these are games they again they've got to have, right? I mean, you got to yeah. have these games, especially when it comes down. Then you then you play Duke again, and you've got maybe Miami and Syracuse on there. I mean, though, but you've got to win those other games. You can't, you know, have some of these, uh, you know, bad losses at this point when you're on you the have, bubble like you, that. You can't have some of these winnable, so-called winnable games and not win. I mean, you know, that's just what. It's just inconsistency right now with Carolina. That's what bothers me. When it, I mean, look, we crushed Georgia Tech. And, uh, I mean, we shut down their best score. But then we'll lose to some bottom feeder. That, that's what bothers me about Carolina right now. In, in, in the you, there's the talents there, but putting it together. I mean, Miami, who was a good team, they crush us. Duke crushes us. Wake Forest crushes us. It's not, you know, it, it's just inconsistency there with Carolina is what really bothers me more than anything. That's true. I mean, and that's that's hard. I mean, is that coaching? Is it, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. Is it the chemistry? I don't know. Oh, you had the same problems. Remember? I mean, this is. I don't new. know if it's coaching per se, coaching, or have they bought into what Hubert's doing yet? But again, I, I thought similar problems when Roy was there. I mean, it, not it, at it, first. I mean, the last maybe the last couple last of years, but three they, seasons have been. Yeah, like that. but not when Roy first got there. I guess you know maybe it's the players they have right now. You know, because that that's the common denominator. There. I don't want to blame it on the players, but if I'm and I and I mean tr- Hubert doesn't have a proven track record, right? But you know, there's. I don't, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going. I'm not going to go. Into that. I think you can read between the lines. Well, I think he's got some leeway. Um, so, what's we'll, well, going to be interesting to watch? So, and you know, I'm 
not going to be pulling for him. So, but I know you will. So we'll see. What, I, I wouldn't expect it any other way, Billy. <laughs> I want to pull you down with us. Uh, so that, that's what I want to do. Well, I, look, we're not letting, we're not going down like the Titanic yet. So we're, oh, we're okay right now. We're going down fast. Um, <laughs> so Miami is sitting at number five. Miami was hot, hot, hot um, there for the longest time. What's going on? Because they have pulled off um, big time. They ran into Virginia. It, it, Virginia smacked them in the mouth and big time. Um, and now they, they righted the ship a little bit yesterday. I, they got the win um, last night, but you know, they, they lose Virginia, what, 58 71? Yeah. And then get beat by Notre Dame, 68 uh, 64. So, I mean, look, again, Notre Dame's, we'll get to Notre Dame. Notre, Notre mm-hmm. Dame's legit. Um, yep. They really are. Uh, but I don't, a Virginia game, what the heck? I didn't see that coming. I did not see that coming at all. Uh, Chris, did you see that coming <laughs> for Virginia? To, I, I mean, Virginia again, at the start of this, point on anybody. We, we've <laughs> been talking, as you guys know, over the course of the season, I've told you the one thing about Virginia has been we've been inconsistent. We've been consistently inconsistent. And so that, that Miami game told me that we'd figured something out. Yeah. Because, like you said, Miami came in hot, and they just – the reality was they couldn't hit a shot. I mean, they, they were like, zero of 12 from three for the longest time. Um, it was actually fun to, the, the defensive matchup with Mugusti who's a nice, a good ball player. He and Franklin were going back and forth. And that's, that's another thing too. We were actually shooting really well. We didn't shoot very well against Duke. You know, we made the, the couple threes that we needed to, to count, but, um, Lincoln, what'd you make three, three pointers that game. And one of them was the game. Two. Two. Was it just two? Yeah, it was two. <laughs> we were one. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, I, I think that Miami as a team is very solid. I think they've got really good guards. And so whenever you can rely on guards, it was interesting. I was looking at the box score, their center, um, had a good game yesterday. I think he had almost 20 points. Against us, he didn't do anything. And I didn't even see him looking for a shot. And I was thinking, why is this guy on the floor? You know, but now I can obviously see. And so I think when all that's clicking, but yeah, they um, they just couldn't, they just had an off shooting night against us. Like you said, I mean, there's no shame in losing to Notre Dame. That's that's a good ball club. So I think at the end of the at the end of the year and over the next couple of weeks, Miami is still gonna be there. They've got again an experienced coach. They've got some experienced players. Um, you know, they're Charlie Moore, who is their point guard. I love that. I love the way I mean, that plays ball. Right, but he's played at what four different schools. I mean, it's, I know. you don't see that very often, yeah. right? I mean, there's probably not too many of those guys out there, but that's kind of how their team's constructed. Yeah. Um, so I think ultimately they'll be okay, and I wouldn't be, you know, surprised that they were at the end of the year in the top three in the ACC. I just think that's a really good team. I, I I agree. Um, I mean, I, I think they again they they got punched in the mouth by Virginia. That hurt. The Notre Dame game was close. I mean, losing that snow. I mean, that that was that's a tough ball game. Period. So and then they're gonna win. Everybody's gonna have a night. They it doesn't it just doesn't click. So I agree with you. I mean, I think they're gonna stay at least in the top five, top three. Um, I mean, right now they have what a seventeen and seven, nine and four record uh, ACC. I guess that's good enough to probably get in, you know, the tournament at this point. I mean, it's hit training that way, but again, they can slip as well, especially when they're not getting a lot of teams in. But I tend to agree with you. I mean, I think they got a, a, a proven coach um, and, uh, you know, 
I, I don't see them falling apart, per se. I think Florida State more so than they are. And I know Florida State lost um, one of the best players, so he's out for the year. So, you know, that that's going to hurt him even worse. So, um, I guess we'll, we, we will see. What do you think, Steve O'Mammy? Kind of tough to tell, Miami. I mean, like I said, they they steamrolled Carolina, which is no big deal right now. But um, I don't know. I, I really think they're they're probably locked in at number five. I don't think they're going to get in that top three. I really don't. I think they're locked It'd be in. Hard to get you know, I don't see them. You know, unless Virginia loses that momentum, I don't see them getting above Virginia. Wake's playing great. Uh, and then Notre Dame, they lost Notre Dame, of course. And then, of course, we got that other team sitting sitting up there. But uh, you know, we're be, being realistic. I I just I don't, and I may be wrong, but I don't. I just don't, I think Miami has got as far as they're going to get, as as high as they're going to get. I think number so, five is probably right about right. For I them. think one of the more interesting games of the weekend is Miami against Blake. Because yeah. Miami beat them yeah. recently, and I mean, so that that'll tell you. Yeah. And again, I mean, you you guys know this. I mean, in college basketball, I think more than any anything else, it comes down to your guards. And so, if you have, you know, three reliable starting guards that you can count on every night, that gives you an advantage. They do. Um, I didn't. You know, some of their second teamers, I thought there was a pretty steep drop off. Now that just means I think their starters are pretty good. Yeah. But I, I just think that um, that matchup this weekend will probably impact kind of how we're thinking. I mean, that, and that's coming yeah. right up. So Definitely. Um, that'll be an interesting uh, outcome there to watch to see, okay, is, I mean, we've talked on this show, I mean, Wake Forest having a heck of a year. I didn't see that. Coming, uh, we didn't but, see uh, that coming either. You know, but, but Miami, you know, again, Miami's, you could probably say the same thing. They're having a great year. You maybe not based somewhere it was last year, but you know, with some of the transfers and things that Larinaga brought in there, they're you know I think they're a solid team, and so I wouldn't expect them to uh, fall off too much. Yeah, I mean it's uh, that that four or five areas. It, I don't see them taking a, a, a nosedive and probably holding firm. But I kind of like I don't see them jumping to top two or three either. Um, but you're right; that's going to be a really interesting game to watch. Well, let's get to, um, you know, real important one here. We got, uh, you know, kind of the expert, Virginia, who, listen, let, let's be honest. Virginia started off pretty rough <laughs> this year. And, uh, but nobody, I mean, Chris wasn't panicking. And I, I wouldn't panic either as a Virginia fan because in the day, you got Tony Bennett sitting over there as a coach. So I, I will not say Chris wasn't panicking a oh, little, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a little, little. bit. Some Maybe of the texts I saw, there may be a little Maybe bit of panic there. But you knew, you know, at some point, and maybe you, you're a little concerned this year it could get fixed, but you know it's going to get fixed. And I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, after the, you know, state was hot when they played Virginia, we, it was a good night for us. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, Virginia just didn't show up, and it's towards the tail end of the city season. That's kind of when I had already expected them to turn the corner. And then when I see them blow out Miami, like you said, something clicked. Um, mm-hmm. And Clark, to me, I mean, that Duke game, he was amazing. Um, he, he just – something seems to have he, – he's, he's just taken on the – the put it over on his shoulders, and he's moving forward like everybody kind of thought he would. So what, what's the difference right now, Chris? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a few things that I've noticed. And I, I've been to a couple of games down at JPJ. 
my head was in my hands a few times, like what is going on? You know, because um, because there's some solid principles about Tony Bennett's teams that I just didn't see early on in the year. Like you said, we were turning the ball over a ton, and the, I was seeing these weren't forced. I mean, one thing if you know Stevie's on you and you throw a bad pass, these were like unforced, just throwing the ball to the front of the stands, and I was like, what were they looking at? You know, what was going on? And I think that it just took us a while to find out our identity. And I think the identity we have is what we showed versus Miami and Duke, which is we're a tough, hard-nosed team inside. And, and what really drives us, you mentioned Kihei, is being aggressive. If I see Kihei hesitate and sort of pump fake, I'm like, uh-oh, that's not a good sign. When I see him driving, that's when he can create some things. And, you know, it's, you've seen it uh, kind of uh, rub off on Beekman as well. Yeah. And so when I see those guys slash into the hoop, um, they're finding the inside guys. You know, we're not kicking it out to Kyle Guy anymore hitting threes. You know, we really don't have a great three-point shooting team. And early on in the year, I think we were trying to do that. You know, Franklin from Indiana, the transfer we have, I think last year he shot like 40% from three. But if you look at his career, it, wasn't really, it really wasn't a 40% shooter. Um, but as I look at it too, they're getting good shots. These are open looks that they're just missing. <laughs> um, and so I think if maybe it took a while um, to figure out what the identity was, but I thought we were really tough those last two games. And I, as a fan, I love seeing that. I mean, it's not, I don't know how close you guys watch the game, but it's not, very often that Tony Bennett gets a technical foul, but he no, did. Not, I mean, he was yeah. fired up. I love it. All game. I mean, there were there, and I I know that. Well, your I bench almost. You know, I thought your bench was going to go into the assistant coaches. We're going to go at it with the Duke assistant coaches. That right. was, was going to go down to blows. Like it was intense. I loved it. So that I mean that that I as a fan again, you feed off of that. I think yeah. the, the 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 team fed off that, and you mentioned those big moments. I mean, Cameron was going crazy because we were up, and then look give Duke credit. They fought back. Um, but we had an answer every time and what it was, it was the easy dunk or the pass off down low because trying to hit a three in that environment, you know what, we were one for 11 from three before the, the shot that won it. So that shows you, you know, that's not, those are the shots you wanted to take at that point. So, um, I think we found our identity a little bit. I love the aggression from the guards um, Jaden Gardner is, um, he's, he's money from about 15 feet in. And so, you know, we, you saw Duke change up their D they were going man and they were going zone and we had an answer for it every time. And, um, you know, I, I think I texted you Billy early on. I thought that maybe Bancaro was going to be a problem for Gardner because he's athletic, you know, and, yeah. and there was a early on in the game, give Paolo credit. He put Gardner on his pants with a move but he missed a shot but after that i mean you know Jaden just deed up and um and and that was to me that's been the difference the aggressive position the, the aggressive nature on both offense and defense um and i think it caught miami off guard <laughs> that night and then you know duke yeah that was just that was just a hard-fought game back and forth i was you know, Keels from Duke was a big UVA recruit. We came down to us and Duke, and I think one of the, and 
So watching him go down back and forth at the end of the game. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I just want, I just had to get this win, you know? Um, but you mentioned the final play bill is interesting inside of the, you think about these sequences, right? We had, you know, we had a tie up on a, off a miss to get the ball in that case. Right. So we had the possession arrow. They came out in a defense with Williams on the ball against Kihei and we had to call timeout. Yeah. And then you switch it up and it wasn't, the play wasn't drawn up for Beekman, but they lost him in the chaos. And, and, you know, Beekman's no, he's not a sharpshooter, but man, and I'll say it was an and one. I think you guys saw that absolutely. too. I mean, he got, he got absolutely, absolutely hacked. Um, but it was just, Why do you think he didn't get awesome. that call, Bill? <laughs> do what? Why do you think he didn't get that call? I, hey, Guess listen, why? That Guess wasn't the why? only call the whole game. They, uh, Virginia got mauled. That's why, and Billy. There's another team in blue that gets the benefit of the doubt. Shusevsky does. I mean, absolutely. And, and they did that game. Now, I will say that that jump ball was a bit debatable. They call a jump ball pretty fast on that. So you guys definitely got a, an advantage on that one. But uh, other than that, it was hat, 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 and no foul call. And Duke, I mean, it, it was it was a fairly poor league rough game it was it was pretty clear it was all it was, it was yeah, a hostile environment on both sides yeah. i mean everybody was fired up you know everybody. so yeah you're um, right you don't see bennett like that much but uh and he was like that all game it wasn't just was. like one thing and he cooled off i mean he was working the officials and, and rightfully so uh um, you have to or you're gonna get owned by right, exactly. and he as a, and as he's got respect coach, he's got a national championship so as a coach there are times when you need like you said get that technical call there are times when you need to do that, something like that. I can't get a technical call in football, but I, I I remember the first penalty I got called as a coach, and it was nothing but, you know, late hit on the sideline. We get called for a late hit when the guy wasn't even out of bounds. My quarterback goes out of bounds. He's like a foot out of bounds. Three guys hit him, no flag. And I was like – Dude, there's got to be a flag on that. You got to call it both ways. And he was just standing there like a statue. And then I said, I said, well, here it goes right here. I've always heard about it. Here it goes. I'm going to have my moment right here. I said, I get, I, I tell you what, I bet you didn't even bring your flag tonight. That's why you, you must be because you haven't thrown one all night. And I saw him reaching for it. And that's when he said, I, and, and you know what? And I was proud of myself because I said, good. Now that I know you got one, how about using it? And, you know, after that, never had a problem with the guy the rest of the night, fired up, because the whole team looked at me like they couldn't believe it. Like, this is my second year coaching. They were looking at me like – and it kind of got them fired up a little bit. But, you know, sometimes you have to do that. Bennett, I'm sure everything's calculated with Bennett, and uh, I'm sure that was – Oh, yeah, definitely. That's it, it, you know, it one definitely, of the smartest coaches out there. He, he, he is. Um, huge win, though, for Virginia, and, and just builds on momentum. So uh, – Great, great job. So where do you, where do you, where does Virginia go from here? Do they get a couple of great wins? Do they ride that momentum or, or uh, what do you here, think? Yeah, that's my question for Chris. I don't want you to jinx anything because I know how I can be superstitious, but do you think this week has been the, these last couple of games has been the turnaround for, for Virginia? You think this momentum, they're going to ride this momentum? I, I think now? we do. And the reason why is because we have that identity. I see, I see Armin Franklin stepping up and saying i want to guard their best player and he has like i said he guard he he was guarding mcgusty 
He was on, I mean, he was switching off between Bancaro and some of the other Duke guards, um, one no more. He was really out there. And I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this sort of offline. When I think about the, you know, recently who Bennett's gotten the most out of his players, it's those red shirts, you know, those guys that learn the system for a year. And, and nowadays in college basketball, you don't have that luxury. I mean, it's transfer portal. You know, we got some great players coming in, but they didn't have that year to learn. And so now I think that they're getting it. And, you know, when you, when you, when I see that and I see the, you know, the camaraderie around the team, I'm thinking this is, this is different. This is not the team. And, and Bennett even said, he said, we didn't play not to lose. And that's what I was talking about. The aggressive factor. They played to win. They played to just beat Duke up and take, you know, whether it was being called or not taking those shots. Um, that was tough. So I think you build on it, but again, you know, I've seen this so far this year, but I think it's a different team now than the team that got blown out by Clemson, got blown out by NC state. Uh, but you know, we've got to, we've got an interesting weekend. We've got Georgia tech last season. We had some two really great games against Georgia tech where Georgia tech had us. We pulled it out at the end. Um, and then we've got against a really good Georgia Tech team, right? And then we've got um, we've got uh, Virginia Tech on Monday in Blacksburg. Whoa. So Revenge. you know that's going to be that's going to be an interesting matchup. So um, look, you can't again you can't take any nights off. But I'm much more confident today, knowing that the team has an identity. They know that they've got to work inside out. And then back that, inside again because you can't shoot still. <laughs> it's just not, that's, you just can't rely on the outside things, shot. That's one of the things after some of these losses you told me. You text we text back and forth. You said we don't know who we are, and you know now you feel like they've got that identity. And, and you know this this could be this could be the turning point for Virginia right here. Mm-hmm. So Chris, going in that Duke game, and someone said, "Hey, Virginia's going to make two three pointers." What, what what odds do you give yourself of uh, winning? Not very. I mean, I, I wouldn't say very good odds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and but I also wouldn't have said if you had told me we'd score what over fifty points in the paint. <laughs> I you know I, I wouldn't have I maybe wouldn't have expected that either. But um, that's what I'm saying, and I I think Stevie, it's it's on both sides. Yeah, we've got an offensive and defensive identity. Everybody's bought in. You know for the longest time Bennett was playing like 10 guys. He was trying to figure, you know, he was yeah. just trial and error, you know, now we shorten the rotation. Um, we know who we are and um, just go, go play that brand of basketball. I think you can do that with the, the, the group that you've got out there. How much do you attribute that to Clark? I mean, I just watched him. He's playing at the level, you know, he's capable of playing. And sure. I mean, he's, he's a leader, right? to watch when he's playing that way. Yeah. Um, Exactly. And that's early in the year. I didn't see that. No, I saw the hesitation and the, you know, the pump fakes. And I'm like, just shoot the shot, make, you know, make the drive. Cause that's where you, that's where you create for others. Right. And, and I think that, you know, he is, he's the leader there's no question. He was the smallest guy in the huddle, but he's the leader and he's, yeah. he's pulling, you know, he, he's getting the most out of this group. Cause I think they're watching him and saying, okay, we can, you know, we're going to support Kihei here. Well, watching him, I think it's taken him a while to develop into that, actually. And I mean, maybe just because he hadn't been the guy before, now he is the guy. But it seems like he's 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 feeling more comfortable in that now. 
I'd say these last, you know, last season and then this year, you know, certainly this year, I think more unquestioned than last year, you still had some continuity this year. It's, you know, pretty much a whole new slate of guys behind Clark and Beekman, yeah. um, you know, transfers and, and some of these other guys. So it's been, uh, yeah, but he, it, it'll go through him. And I think that, you know, Bennett just by the way, he is who he was as a player. That's yeah. who he connects with. I mean, there's, it's not, uh, it wasn't an accident that, you know, that Kihei decommitted right from what was it? Cal long beach and came to, came to UVA. Um, the shortest guard that Bennett had ever recruited. So that's um, it's a great story. I, I love, I, like I said, when he's aggressive, you know, he had a shot. I can't remember which game it was, had a shot to win it and it rimmed out. And I said, Hey, I, I, you know, you're getting in the lane and sometimes you miss him, but get in there. You know, that, that at least gives you a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's move on to Wake Forest, who is, you know, definitely a prize team this year. Right. So, you know, we talked, you know, a little bit about the transfer portal. And, you know, Wake Forest has got a new, well, second year, I guess Forbes, what, second year at Wake Forest this year? So mm-hmm. he used that portal beautifully this year. Uh, brought in some great guys. They've got chemistry. Uh, it's really interesting. I was watching the press conference uh, from the last night's game against Wake Forest and State. Just, I, I don't know what happened the last three minutes. I kind of do. But anyway, but when they're talking <laughs> to Keith, scoring. they did not scoring and let them score. So Keats, uh, you know, they're asking him about Forbes and how he's been able to use the portal. And, you know, he, he, you know, Keats was like, well, sometimes you get it. You get chemistry. Sometimes you don't. I don't it's more than that. Um, he's a good coach, and he's used it extremely well. And one of the other questions that I got asked is, is this kind of the future where things are going? Um, and I believe it is. And what coach can use that portal the best way? Yeah. And how quick he, it's amazing how quick you can, can turn around a team. Um, from being, you know, not good at all to actually pretty darn good. You got, I guess, the right coach and the right players coming in. And it is a bit of a chemistry. I mean, sometimes it's going to gel, sometimes it's not. It's really quick. But in a way, Forrest, to me, is kind of like, you know, Georgia Tech last year. I didn't see Georgia Tech surging the way they did last year. Um, way Forrest is kind of doing the same thing this year. I think they were projected 13 in the conference. You hear this sitting, you know, towards the top. You know, the question is, is it, you know, are they for real? I mean, it's a little bit like the football team, right, for Wake Forest this year. Everybody's like, yeah, but it's Wake Forest, right? I mean, they're at the top of the, the football, but it's still it. But they kept winning. Um, and it seems like this team's doing the same thing. So last night was probably maybe the second or third time I really watched really close. And honestly, I wasn't very impressed most of the game. And the state was playing terrible. Um, but Wake Forest was playing terrible. It was just a bad game across the board. Um, it's a two or three point game going towards the end. Then all of a sudden, Wake Forest has went off. And I go, oh, okay. That's the gear they have um, that, you know, they can put down on people. And uh, I, w- I was really impressed with that piece. But I still have some questions. You know, I, I think it's going to, you know, you mentioned the Miami Wake Forest game coming up. I think that's going to be something that's going to really show. But every time they seem challenged, they've kind of re- risen to the challenge so far. Um, but I, I got to say, I'm really impressed. And I, no, actually, 20, they hit their 20th win last night. That's pretty darn impressive. Um, and sitting 10 and 4 in the ACC, solid. Um, they're in a great position right now. So, thoughts on Wake Forest? I, like Chris said earlier, it's, it's going to be the telltale side is probably going to be the Miami games this weekend. Yeah. And that'll tell you where they're at. 
because yeah, they came up big with it, you know, Wake Forest, what like we said, they were we didn't pick them to be in the top ten. I don't think, Billy. No, no, absolutely not. We no. were talking about we were talking about, yeah, this is gonna be his first year. It's gonna be a tough year. Uh yeah, he's proved us wrong uh, every every time. But this from now till it's we're on what March Madness Eve right now. From now until the rest of to the rest of the regular season, it's going to be test after test for Wake Forest. And, and you're right, you a good. You made a good point, Billy. The Wake Forest football team was the same way. These, yeah, it's Wake Forest though. It's been a long time since we've seen a consistently good Wake Forest basketball team. Is this for real? Twenty wins, yeah. It's you know that's that's great, but can they keep it up for the rest of the, the season? You know, you've got you're gonna have. I'm sure they'll be playing Duke again. I'm not. I don't have their schedule in front of me. Um, can they compete with the big dogs? That's gonna be the thing for Wake. And and the key right now, take it one, not to be like a cliche, but take it one game at a time. Uh, and that Miami game. You need to be on point at Miami. So, you know, you, you need to be on point with that. Do I think Wake's got – do I think they're for real? I'm about 75% that Wake's for real, that Wake can, can compete with the big boys. Uh, do I think they can take out Duke? I mean, anything's possible, but I don't think – on a not out of ten times, I think Duke beats them. But they're a team on the rise. Just like you said, using that transfer portal, you know, with these schools like the ACC schools, the, the power conference schools, are the days of having a team with guys that are starters for three years over? Uh, is this the way we're going with the transfer portal? Uh, I mean, it, the only – you look at, like, teams like – the only really two teams I can think of off the top of my head that have got starters that have been there for more than a couple of years or the two teams that were in the finals last year, Gonzaga and Baylor. I mean, you look at Gonzaga, Gonzaga's got a five-year starter. Uh, they've got several three-year starters, Baylor's same way. Is this, is this a sign of the times though? If it is, I'm telling you guys, it's, it's a sad time for me. I, I, I like the, I like the three-year starters. I like the guys that, that have chemistry with each other that know, you know, and I think is, you know, it, it's a sad time. I, people may give me a hard time, but transfer portal to me, we've talked about that, Billy. I think it's it's going to be one of the downfalls of college basketball. But you got to do what you got to do with it. I mean, you got to make the best of it. As a coach, I don't blame the guy. If he wants to recruit, Instead of going like recruiting high school players and recruiting either transfer portal, more power to it. You got to do what you got to do. I don't have a fault with it, but to say I like the transfer portal, no. But Wake, we'll see. We'll see this weekend. We'll, we'll and see. I, and you mentioned their upcoming schedule, Steve. You got Miami, then Duke, yeah. and then Notre Dame. So you've got the three other teams. So that'll tell you, again, over the stretch – how they are, but I but I think that they're a confident team. I, I honestly I think they're disrespected. They should be ranked. I don't think you can say that oh, they're yeah. not a top Def- twenty five in the nation I, I, team. I, absolutely. You know, and I just think that again, it it's because the ACC is quote unquote down this year and that yeah. sort of thing. You know, and but 
hey, you got to win the games that are on your schedule. And they've done that. Um, and, you know, like you said, Forbes has gotten a lot out of, you know, maybe not the most heralded transfers, but he's got them playing well. And like you said, Billy, they played, you know, 35 minutes of mediocre basketball, but they knew that they had that last five minutes. And that means a lot to a team, right? North Carolina is searching for that, you yeah. know, but when you, when you have that, that you can't really quantify, but that really helps. And I, I see a lot of that in, in Wake Forest this year. So, I mean, but again, the next, the next three games, you know, if that'll tell us quite a bit about where they're heading. I think we'll know, but at the end of the day, Hey, uh, he, I think Forbes proven he's a pretty solid coach and it was a great hire uh, and they're on the rise. So uh, good, good for them. I mean, you know, Hey, Wake Forest is, you know, we talk tobacco road here. So Wake Forest is tobacco road. So uh, it's, it, I, I am kind of glad to see him getting better um, and be, be part of the conversation again. I don't like when they beat state, but uh, you know, it, it happens. So Notre Dame. Now, Stevie, you and I, as the season started, you know, we we were. I know we were, exactly you know, what you want to say. I know, I know. We were. You had Bray on the hot seat. You know, I don't know. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I said, listen, they got a lot of older guys there in the position to peak and make a turn, but you know, but both of us weren't sure or what they were going to do. Hey, so far Notre Dame has, um, you know, been playing really good. It, kind of what I had said at the beginning of the the season is. You know, they go through rotations. Notre Dame is built on a system. Bray's got a system. Every three to four years, they're going to peak and have a really good team. Um, now, what's different this year is not all the older players. They've got young players, actually, who are actually performing really well. Uh, probably one of the best freshmen in the conference right now. Uh, legit. I mean, what are they sitting? 10 and, 10 and 3 right now uh, in conference, 16 and 7. They're playing really great basketball. Um you know, I guess what they got coming up this week, I guess they got Louisville. Uh, they played Louisville and won last night, sorry. And Saturday at Clemson, very winnable game coming up there. So what do you guys think about Notre Dame? Chris, we'll bounce it off you first. Yeah, I, I think one through five, they're, they're very balanced, strong. Like you said, they've got some older players. They've got some shooters. They've got some height, got some speed. One thing that I think is interesting about the team is they have, they probably have the shortest rotation in college basketball. I mean, Bray does not play. If he plays seven guys, he must have foul trouble because I think he'd like to play six. Yeah. So the question is how long can that last? Um, but I do, I do think that they present a lot of problems uh, with, you know, just veteran playmakers. Wesley, again, like you said, one of the top freshmen in, in the league and in the, in the, in the country, probably he hasn't, I will say this. He hasn't been electric lately. He's been missing some shots, but you know, he, he definitely has a gear that, uh, that that's hard to find, but yeah, I mean, it's, they can, they can beat you a number of different ways. They shoot free throws really well, which matters in these tight games. Um, they've got a couple of sharpshooters. So I, I think, again, when you look at their attack, they're balanced. Um, you know, I, I was frustrated in the win they had against us because we just let them get out to too big of a lead and then turned it on too late. But um, I think they're, they're beatable, but they're also a, a balanced team. And, you know, again, I, I worry a little bit about that short rotation um, in terms of, in terms of how, uh, how, how that can be handled long-term, but 
again, starting five, very balanced veteran uh, with uh, with good attributes. Now, uh, and I, 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 I'm a butcher's name, so I'm not even going to try, but starts with a K. Uh, but uh, uh, one of the better players, he, he got injured against State, and he's actually sat out last night. I don't know if you can pronounce the guy's name. I can't. Wasuski? Uh, Are you talking about? Yeah, that's it. Just yeah. call him Nate. Nate, the top. All right, good. Let's he's go like Nate. what seven footer? Yeah, <laughs> yes. he, it, yeah, he's he, he presents some problems. Yeah. So, but he's injured, so I don't know how severe the injury is or how long he's going to be out. Um, but now he's been out two games. Uh, but they still won last night. Um, but you're right; they're not deep. So you know, hopefully he can get back um, for their sake, and because um, I think that would hurt him in the long run. They don't they don't get him back. Uh, so interesting to see how that injury plays out. So, Stevie, what do you, what do you think? Think Brady's okay with his job? Let me ask you guys this. Do you think, honestly, do you think Notre Dame's a better team than Wake Forest? I do, actually. Judging, judging from what you've seen. I, yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. From, from what I've seen, Stevie, you know, just call it one through seven, I would say yes. Does that mean that, you know, they beat Wake Forest six times out of ten, you know, and that qualifies as better than maybe so. I mean, I just – I think that they've got a good mix of, you know, you were just talking about having three-year starters. I mean, I don't know that anybody has any more than that than, than Notre Dame does. Yeah, Notre Dame, that's the, that's, you know? that's the one thing I like about Notre Dame. That's yeah. one thing I, I do like about Notre Dame is they've got experience, and I think that's mm-hmm. why, you know – you look at their schedule, look at some of the wins they've got. I mean, they beat Kentucky. Uh, I mean, and I think that had a lot to do with experience. Um, that's the difference. That's what I'm giving them the edge over Wake Forest as because of experience. But I'm, I look at their, I'm looking at their, their their schedule, what they've done over here, and the Kentucky wins. That's a good win, but. You know, you lost to Boston College. Right. There's some head scratchers, Steve. Yeah. I mean, they had to figure yeah. it out. I mean, I think look, every team in the ACC, maybe with the with the exception of Duke, had to sort of figure it out. You know, and There's wait State for State, us. You know, have that's, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you know, can somebody talk to Kevin Keats and help him figure it out for me, please? Yeah, well, you know, I'm not going to say anything more about that, but I'm not going to give you a hard time tonight, but. You know, I think that's – Chris, you make a good point. That's that's a lot of the things in the ACC right now. People are still trying to figure it out. And and it may be like that across a lot of – you know, of course, the, the SEC is not having a problem figuring it out. Uh, but you look at a team like, what, UCLA. UCLA was up there near the top, and then they've, they've got had a kind of a rough spell. You know, but, you know. I think with this transfer portal, when I bring up that bad word again, but I think it's taken a lot of teams a while to figure out. Virginia being a prime example. You know, Virginia's hopefully for Chris has got it figured out. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be our best shot at at taking out Duke again because I don't think either one of us are going to take Duke out anytime soon. But, you know, stranger things have happened. But as far as Notre Dame goes, experience is helping them a lot. And, uh, you know, yeah, I may have said Bray was on the hot seat, but I guess his seat is safe for one more year until next year when I say Bray might be on the hot seat again. But you know, Maybe he, he must um, have changed chairs with uh, Keats because now Keats is, is solely on the hot seat. So Keats' <laughs> seat is not hot. It is not Keats even – it's hot. They've got – 
they've got gas turned up under that seat. Like it's like a fish fry there. It, I mean, it, 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 he's it, getting it, really I'm warm. About, I'm even about to turn on. I mean, I, I've been squarely, um, square with him. But what, so interesting to know, I know we've got Duke at number one on the power ranking, but right now, Notre Dame holds the tie. Uh, so Notre Dame is number one in the ACC right now yeah. uh, with the win last night. So, But that's the thing. That's the thing, though, with with this Duke team. And I'm not saying, you know, you can call it what you want to, Billy, because I, I want to take a shot at Duke. But Notre Dame is number one in the ACC. But who are we hearing to talk about all the time? Duke Blue Devils. Duke Blue Devils. It's not Zion. It's not Zion. Zion TV this year, but it, it's daggum, you know, it is what it is. And granted, I'm not going to – and I want to say this. I want to go on record saying this before – because I, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, Billy. This Carolina game by some Carolina fans last week about Coach K, about, you know, I think there was some F Coach Ks and all this stuff. Totally yeah. disrespectful. Totally disrespectful and wrong. As much as I – don't really care for the guy. I would ne- I respect the guy enough where I wouldn't do anything like that. Uh, but you know, that that's just childish crap, and people need to get over. It. But I'll say this: I think worse things have been said to opposing coaches coming in Cameron, and nobody ever said a word. I think yeah. there's some things said, but they get away with it. What lot. do you think so. about that, Billy? <laughs> Listen, you act like I'm still a big Duke fan. I'm not a defender of Duke, so uh, I I'm not. But I'm also going to not defend Carolina either. So uh, you know, I, I'm I'm definitely going to. I don't want you. No, I'm happy. I really don't want you to defend Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> well, so right now, so I well, listen. In the day, Duke's got some highly talented recruits, and, and they're good. They're legit. So they're going to be, and they're Duke. They got a lot of national championships hanging up right now. Right. They're Duke. It's Shusevsky's last year. They're going to get all the attention in the world. You know that's going to happen. But they're highly touted. They came into this year just like they want you. You know, no need for anybody else to play in the ACC. Duke's got this wrapped up. That's the thing that's that's got me right now because, you know, you got a team like Virginia, and I'm not blowing smoke up Chris's butt or anything, but a team like Virginia that comes in there and takes you out and – do you really think, in your eyes, that Duke is this unbeatable machine in the ACC right now? Well, when they played Carolina a little while back, they looked like it because they drummed Carolina pretty hard. Well, I mean, if they, they beat us, <laughs> they beat us by twenty. We it could have been thirty. Like, it could have been thirty guys by like twenty, and we're up by like thirty some on y'all. So that they, that means they should beat y'all by about fifty. Here's well, the thing. they didn't. We we they've only beat us by about eight at Cameron. So uh, I mean, the so thing we about played at Cameron. The thing about oh, yeah. Duke right now is they've what they've got four losses this year. I think their total point difference was probably ten. I mean, they you know yeah. we beat them on the last shot. I think Florida State beat them on the last shot. Um, Miami. So they're Miami beat them. I mean, so yeah. you know they're not. And, and if you look at their their resume just throughout the year, I mean they've beaten. <laughs> They, they obviously they, they took guns. I mean, they, they, they yeah. have a lot of quality wins. I mean, they, they're Duke, right? They're, they're a good, really good basketball team. Um, but I'm are they unbeatable? Looking, no, but I'm not um, looking at them like they're the 
the you know like some Duke teams I've looked at before. There's some Duke teams, you know, the the years with Leitner and uh, Hurley and Brian David Granhill. They're not one of those teams that I'm looking at like, oh gosh, there's no way we're going to beat Duke. Uh, they're they're not one of them teams, even with you know what these recruits. And I mean, I know they're young and all, but I don't see Duke contending for a national championship. I'm sorry to end the coach. Dis- K- I mean, listen, Chicago. I'll be honest. I disagree with that. I mean, you don't think they're number seven in the country right now? I didn't say I didn't think they were number seven in the country. I said I don't see them contending for a national title. I think number there's seven in teams. the country, they'd be contending for a title. I think there's too many teams <laughs> ahead of them that are stronger than they are. Maybe and more and, and can put them out. I don't th- I, who's dominant team? Who's the dominant team this year? Gazaga's no, Gazaga. I'm not talking about dominant. I'm just saying these teams ahead of them are stronger. Well, they, they beat get, yeah, they got Gonzaga. They beat Gonzaga, but you know, early on the in the year, I'm telling you, you watch who's got Mark nothing but better since they played that game. Words 210 p.m. Duke will not make it to the final four. Well, that's a, I mean, final four is a big, that, that's a, that's a heavy lift, you know, not, I mean, getting you final four is a big said, deal. You just said they're number seven in the nation. And when I said they're, but when I said they don't make the final four, well, that's a heavy lift, but. Well, you're not, saying they're not contending for a national championship. I think They're not. If, they, if I don't think they're going to make the final four, I sure don't think they're going to contend for a national championship. Well, well, I think they very well could be in the final four. Mark That's, my words, Billy Paul. Chris, here we go. Here we go. Again. For a long you're, you're time. A tiebreaker. What, what do you think? I mean, I think the key to Duke is AJ Griffin. When AJ Griffin is shooting the way that he can, I think they get into unbeatable territory. Now, against us, you know, he did not have a, a good game. No. And that that exposed and so even a team that good when you're losing a key when you miss a key piece that contribution they weren't able to overcome that that particular game but if I look at it you know up and down I think that they they are built to go to the final four when I just look at some of the you know some of the talent that they've got there um, and again the reality is we look at the ACC but all of college basketball <laughs> is. You know, I mean, it's it's been it's been a wacky year as it, as it always is, but um, you know, I look at that as a final football club. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys this. We're talking about how down the ACC is, right? Okay, and there's how many conferences ahead of us, Billy? Did we talk about like four or five conferences yeah, ahead of us? Uh, five conferences ahead of. <clears throat> so Duke's ranked number two. Do you think Duke – Duke's number two in the ACC right now. Do you think Duke is the number two could beat any of these other conferences, number one, you know, consistently? Consistently? It depends on the conference. You know, yeah, I, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that team could then beat Duke consistently. Right, though. I mean, yeah. Because it's going to be a whole different environment when March comes. And these – and you, you, don't, not, you don't think Duke's prepared for March? You don't think no. he's prepared for March? Krzyzewski <laughs> right, Oh, hold, hold listen. listen to me. Listen to me. Krzyzewski <laughs> maybe. But what What are the? What are, any of these guys? You know, you Billy's going to say, well, he wants to take a shot at Duke any time. But watching these guys, I have not seen anything special 
they beat Carolina by 20. So did so did Miami. Dude, did you watch the Carolina game? <laughs> I watched the Carolina. It, it was more than a 20-point loss. It's one of those games you watch and go, they were dominated from tip-off to buzzer across the but board. And not only Carolina, they dominated Wake Forest. You okay, know, what is what they, is they your have, thoughts on Carolina, though, Billy? And be honest. Be honest with them, not just that you're a state hot fan. Or cold. They're hot or cold. Listen, okay. I wouldn't be shocked. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be shocked if Carolina goes in and gives Duke a game. They, I don't think they'll beat They Duke. might give them a game, but they're not going to But I think they'll give them a game. It won't be a blowout again. Um, it's just a weird, like Chris says, a weird, wacky year. But uh, listen, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm not. You're I'm not, not defending Duke, either, I don't. Think they're look. They're legitimately a solid team. Take Duke's a Final Four team. I, they might I'll not. Solid, I think they could be Final Four. I think they could be. Um, That's fine. I mean, we we agree to disagree. I hope we at least have one team in the ACC that could be a Final Four team, um, and for the sake of the conference, I don't see it happening, bud. I really right. don't see it well, happening this year. Well, they're about our best shot, probably at this point. Um, so I don't. I don't think so either. I, and I'm not blowing smoke up Chris's butt, but look, watch out for Virginia, bud. I'm telling you, you got to get in. The I don't want to jinx anything, right. but <laughs> they still got some work to do. Tony Bennett. Good. What's the difference between Tony Bennett's national championship and? I mean, he's got one. Tony Bennett I mean, is done. <laughs> and he Bennett may have just as many before it's over with. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, you, you can say whatever you want about Kay. You can't argue his. Record. I'm not. I'm not denying anything that Kay's done. I got total respect for Coach K as far as what he does as a basketball coach. But why are you going to be so quick to to shrug off Virginia? I'm not. You're going to lose some games in ACC. It was a good I think. Win. I think from from my perspective, Stevie, if I look at the body of work, <laughs> and I and I look at what again just. To this point, and yeah, okay. did we did we just have a great win over Duke and a great win over Miami? Yes, <laughs> but Virginia, but, we we had some really bad losses. Okay, early what on, I'm saying, you know, though, you just said though, you guys got your identity now. You know who you are. True. You know what you can do. You're on a hot streak. Is it better to start off the 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 first part of the season on a hot streak? Or to start off, or to end up in February and March on a hot streak. Which would you rather do? I'd rather be in this position, right? Ask, the, ask Derek Wittenberg, Billy. <laughs> it wouldn't be hot now. You're telling me Duke's not playing better ball now than they were in the beginning of the season? I haven't seen it, bud. They I, beat, I don't they think they beat Gonzaga. The they beat Gonzaga the first part of the year. Listen, they. they all right, they. They lost to Virginia. That was a bad loss. Other than that, they, they lost they're pretty much dominating. So no, it's it's it, not a it's not a dominant. It's a down ACC season. Okay. And yeah, Duke may be dominating the ACC, but overall, to me, it's not a dominant Duke team. Oh, it 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 it, may, it it might not be teams of pass, but they're good solid basketball team. So there's no way we can. I don't know. I don't know how you can argue that. And I think they're getting better. I think they're also getting better as the season goes. I don't know. Not gonna make the final four. They they probably will make the final four. You know that's hard to do. Oh my that gosh! Why are you flip flopping? One minute you say <laughs> you say it's in for a national hey, championship. Are, I don't think yeah, that, Duke's you know. gonna be a national could they? Yeah. And then I say what? Could they contend for the national champion? Yes. Is it Wait, likely next, they make the final four? 
I don't know if it's likely they make the Final Four. Contending and being in the Final Four, that's two, two big differences. Okay. Carolina I'm, makes the Sweet 16. Do you think they're contending for a national championship? No. I don't know, man. You did I say that? No. Did, I, did I say anything about the Sweet 16? I said Duke's not a, a Final Four team. Duke All right. They make it to the Elite Eight, but not Final Four. All right. Well, it's still a pretty good team to get a lead eight. So, but we will see. I, I can't believe I have to defend Duke. I don't want to be. I said that we're a good team, Bill. Great team. <laughs> well, right now, so we got Duke sitting at number one on the power rank, but it. not number one in the conference. You you should have went to school to be a lawyer. You you're fussing over stupid crap. I, I know. Why am I arguing about Duke? They're not. Even I don't know. Team. Really. <laughs> you're you're biased. So uh, no, I'm not biased. No, you're definitely if biased. Any, if there's anybody biased on this conversation, it's you after the social media crap last year. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> it made for a good show. That's that's so, going to ruin right. your legacy, Billy. That, that's that going to be – you're tarnished forever. I will never <laughs> I know, forget that. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm tarnished. So, well, Roy can do all the social media he wants while he's retired. So, that that's fine. So, well, let's shift gears. We've gone through our power rankings. Uh, Stevie's piled on Duke pretty hard, which is kind of look, let me let me just say this. Let me get this out of the way right now. Oh, Do I God. think Duke's a good team? Yeah, they're a good team. They should be a good team. It just what's the difference between me saying that and you talk, you down in Carolina all the time? They got all that I'm talent. I'm down in Carolina do all the time. We did not down in Carolina. Lord, Lord. Okay, <laughs> move on, Billy. Next oh, God. All right. So, all right, we have got – the guru of college basketball, Chris Andreessen. I want to see how good he really is. So we want to we want to throw a little uh, um, predictions at him coming up this weekend of what we've got for his games. So let me pull this stuff up really quick and see what we've got coming up. So this weekend schedule starting with what do we got this weekend? You guys have the list. I'm pulling. I'm trying to get mine to well, pop up. I mean, the, the first game I think is FSU North and UNC. On Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we got first game is Florida State against Carolina. Chris, we'll open up with you. Um, I'm not even going to go with a point spread. I'm just going straight out win. Who's going to Who's going to win that one? Uh, I'm going to go Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I just I just think that FSU. Maybe if it was anybody else in the top tier against Carolina, they'd have a better shot. But FSU, I just I think they're struggling. And I, you know, hot and cold with UNC, I think maybe they catch some fire Saturday afternoon, Chapel Hill. So you got, yeah. you, you know, got. I'm sitting here thinking, and that's the really the only, the only way Carolina wins two in a row right now. You can tell I'm not real confident on Carolina right now. The only way they get two in a row is because you've got a struggling Florida State team that's. Dealing with injuries, uh, you know, Carolina probably gets the win here. Uh, I'll go with that. Maybe their first two-game win streak in a long time. Yeah, so the game's at Chapel Hill, and uh, yeah, and Florida State loses a big man. I think I think Carolina's going to actually play pretty well. I got I got Carolina winning, and actually kind of winning convincingly. So we're all three Carolina, huh? See, yeah, I, I can roll with Carolina. <laughs> well, we okay. just lost him. <laughs> oh, good. All right, Nets game. Oh, boy. They're talking about the bottom of the barrel here. We got the pack playing pit. So, you know, I was where, you know, I was talking about Cable being in trouble with his job, you know, again, 
Keats is uh, he's probably safe, I guess. I mean, listen, they they've had we're talking about a, lo- a small bench. I think we have eight scholarship players we got left at this point. So we've definitely had our share of injuries and things happening, but we got enough players on the court to win, and they're not winning. So uh, state is going to be at Pitt. What do you guys think? You're not going to hurt my feelings. <laughs> I mean, this, is, this is. is a tough one. Yeah, it just won a game. Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. I mean, I, I think that NC State is a better team than Pitt. So I'll give them the edge on the road. Wow. So to get right play. spot for them. All right. Thanks for the love, Chris. <laughs> Oh, nice, Stevie. Nice. Steve. <laughs> you just, so you say, Billy. just so you say, Billy, I'm not biased. I love it. <laughs> anyway, I will say this, Billy. If you guys lose this game, then you're probably looking for another coach soon. Um, that being said, I think State gets the win. But if you lose the pit, and with everything else that's going on with the – the way they've been playing, I think it's going to be about time that uh, you uh, look for a new start looking for a new coach. Let's put it this way: it's a good thing keep the locked in the one of the top recruits in the country that's coming in a year from now because I think that's saving them a little bit. Uh, Keats will stay if he gets the players. Well, to stay. yeah, that'll probably help. It'll help, but if the players leave, you lose. You know, you lose, if Bates goes, Sebron goes. I don't know how long Baby T is going to stay. He's screwed. <laughs> if those guys stay and he can keep the nucleus together, the team, and with the injuries he, he's had this year, I think he buys another year. I mean, uh, I think he'll get another year regardless. But the heat is on strong. You know, again, if I'm putting pressure on him, it's bad. Because Chris knows. I've been in his corner, right, Chris? I mean, I've been soloing Keats' corner. But it's hard to defend. Uh, again, there, look at this. There you go. So back when they used to wear suits when they coached. Um, yeah, you know, what happened to that? What happened to that? Really? Yeah, hey, I guess they're going for comfort, man. Um, so at this Nobody point, nobody does that anymore. I know, I, I know, no one. So at this point, I'll, I'll be honest, they're struggling. They can't hit shots. As far as an identity, they haven't found one. They're not going to find it at Pitt either. And Pitt just got to win. I think Pitt's more on a positive, you know, momentum. State's going to lose that game. Um, and maybe lose 5, 10, 15, which is tough because, listen, State's had a tough year, but having got blown up, they got blown out by Carolina, no question about it. That, that, was, that was horrible. Beyond that, even the Wake Forest game last night, I don't know what happened last four or five minutes. I know what happened, but uh, that was close up to that point. They just cannot finish games. So they're not, like, far off, but they got to figure something out. But I don't think it's going to happen against Pitt. I think they're going to lose, and um, we will be the bottom of the barrel at that point. So I have actually – so you guys actually both picked State and I picked Pitt. I'm a jerk. I, I didn't support my guys. I, I, I'll be pulling for them hard. I've done it so many times, Billy. You're trying to do reverse psychology. I am. Chris would do that too. So hopefully that works. I'll be pulling for them. So um, after that, we got Miami at Wake Forest. We talked about that a little bit earlier. So uh, this this is a cool one. So it's at Wake Forest, Chris. What do you what do you what are your thoughts? Is it at Wake Forest or at Miami? It's at Wake, at this Wake time. Forest. I, I I think that they're two evenly matched teams, and in that case, I think you know Miami got them earlier. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wake here to to get the split back. 
Um, again, I just think it's a confident ball club um, and, and being at home, given given edge. But I just think, again, evenly matched. So I would just say they got a, a split in the season series and, and give this one the way. I'm going, I'm going Wake, too. I, I feel the same way Chris does. They're a confident group right now. This will – whoops, excuse me. This will be one of those uh, those key wins right here, and they know that. I think Wake knows that. And I think, you know, they, they're they a pumped-up team right now. And to beat Miami will put them up another notch. Yeah, I think I think it's Wake's time right now. Okay, go ahead, Billy. You want to pick Miami? I know. I am, guys. I'm going Miami. So, listen, I like I said, I, I do think Wake Forest has turned a corner. I think they got a really good basketball team. I mentioned the other day when they played, they played Duke and it got beat pretty bad. But the environment at Wake Forest was rocking again. They, I mean, I it was it was fun to watch. I think it is going to be a, a really good environment for them. But I think Miami gets the win. You mentioned more earlier, Chris. That that dude knows how to win. I mean, he 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 is uh he he's he is uh, an assassin back there with, with with the final shot. I think they're going to find a way to win. I think they're going to ride the ship and push through. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think we all need to tune into that one. I think it's going to be super close. I think Miami gets edge, but we will see. We will see. Stevie rolls his eyes, I know. But um, so Georgia Tech, the brain. Georgia Tech, Virginia. I think we're all going to be probably on agreement. Chris, who would you pick? <laughs> Chris, watch Chris at Georgia Tech. Now. It's at <laughs> no Virginia. way. I oh. support. <laughs> I support my team. Oh, um, that's hard. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I'm trying to find a way to get to the game, guys. I got to be because, but my my daughter's got oh, nice. to that I'm working. But I, I got to figure it out. But um, she can walk. Yeah, I, I I think that she can swim. She can I swim. think that uh, I I think that again we found our identity coming back home after some uh, you know a big road win. I'm I'm hoping we can carry it through. We've struggled, you know, with with some of the uh, bottom half of the ACC teams so far, but we're a different squad now. I'm looking forward to the Michael DeVoe, potentially, you know, Reese Beekman slash Armand Franklin matchup. Uh, both of those guys are, are really good defenders. Um, and, and so I just think we present some matchup problems and, and finding that the aggressive side of our guards will, uh, you know, help feed our, our two inside guys too for some more dunks down low. So don't fall in love with the threes. Don't fall in love with the threes. Work it inside. <laughs> you guys hit more than two threes in the first half. You're going to lose. Um, here's the thing I worry about with this game. You're coming off a big road win, like you said. Emotional game. Is this a trap game? Is this one of those games where you're like, okay, we can beat these guys. We don't. We don't even. We beat Duke. We just beat Duke. We don't even need to worry about this. We got Duke. We're going to beat Georgia Tech. All we got to do is show up. That's going to be a key right there. I don't. Do I think that'll happen? No, I don't think Tony will let that happen. <laughs> um, no, I don't. But you know that that was one thing that worried me here. But um, I'm telling you, Billy, you're not going to like it. But I think you're, and it's good time for Chris to come on. I mean, I'm not brown nosing or anything. I think you're you're seeing the start of a hot streak right now for Virginia. I really do. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would agree. Um, I mean, they, they've got that that Duke game just whether – yeah, it was a last-second shot, but it was a win at Cameron. They they played well here lately. They're, 
like he said, they found their identity. And I think right now, Virginia is a team that you could see. I'm not going to say Final Four because you'll start having a hissy fit again. But uh, Virginia is a team that's going to that I think is going to make the NCAA tournament. I think it's going to go deep because of that experience they've got with with Clark and with Tony Bennett. I think this is. I'm telling you, when I saw that the other night and after the games before that, I'm like, watch out for Virginia now. What have we been saying though, too, Billy? Then it's going to turn it around. Then it's going to turn it around. And I would say, Stevie, on your point about the emotional letdown from the Duke, I would say, I mean, that's certainly something I would consider too. However, that was Monday. You know, this game, if this game was like Wednesday against a Monday, maybe kind of like the, you know, Duke North Carolina game on Saturday to Monday, that's such a tight turnaround. Monday to Saturday, like having this week to prepare. And even Krzyzewski said it when they were um, lacing them up against us. He said, you really need some time to prepare for Virginia because they execute so well on everything. And I just, I hope that that continues. I think that it will, you know, the, the team early on in the season, Stevie would, would lose this game for that exact yeah, reason, which is, definitely. well, we're UVA and well, we're better. So we'll win. Right. Well, no, that, so William, I think what we've learned, you got to go take it. William and Mary, and was it with them? JMU. JMU. Yeah. JMU, JMU and, and Navy. I mean, those were games, like just like you said, that, that Virginia showed up and said, you know, there's no way we're losing these guys. And hey, let me run something by you guys. It was interesting. I was listening to Tony Bennett has something called Coach's Corner every week after. And so I was listening to it. Now, I want, I want to understand your guys' reaction to this. They were talking, the, the host was asking about the, the environment at Cameron. And everybody's right on you and screaming and yelling. They were asking about what was the preparation. And, and Bennett said, well, gosh, we played in some hostile environments this year. If you were at that JMU game. And so I was I, wondering, is that a little bit of a, di- you know, comparing Cameron to now JMU just opened a new, it's a beautiful facility. But I thought that was, I got a little chuckle out of that. <laughs> comparing that right. to the, the JMU atmosphere. I mean, let, it's, me it's tell, let, let me tell you this. I don't know if you guys watched Carolina and college of Charleston play early in the year. I will put the, the way that crowd was the college of Charleston crowd up against at least that night. I don't know what they've done since, but that night I'll put that up against Cameron any day. Cause I, I mean, I'm sitting here at home and I felt like, Carolina's at a big disadvantage right now because of that crowd. That crowd is is awesome. And, I mean, I wouldn't put that past the JMU. I didn't see the JMU game, but, you know, you know, that, you, know you can have a great crowd there at, at any game. But, you know, that College of Charleston game, they they were on fire there. And, it, and College of Charleston fed off of it for a half and then for part of the second half, and then Carolina pulled ahead. But, yeah. I think we can all agree I'll on this. That. The atmosphere at college basketball games, especially this time of year, is just – it's got to be the best thing ever. You know, whether you're a fan or a hater or whatever it is. I mean, I'm so glad to see people in the seats again. I mean, it's been so long. Yeah. You know? yeah. Great. But, you know, and we've said this. I've said this. I've done interviews with with state players, Carolina players. Uh, haven't done – but I've done one Duke player. But the fact that Duke has stayed in Cameron – and Carolina and State have both moved to bigger arenas, taking taking it away from the floor. 
You know, it's not down there. The, the crowd is not down there on the floor like it was at Reynolds. Reynolds Coliseum, I will say this, I would put that on par back in the 80s, especially 80s, after 83 that and up until V left. I will put Reynolds Coliseum on par with Cameron as far as that crowd. I think, and I actually think the Cameron crowd learned a little bit from the Reynolds Coliseum crowd because they were they were pretty pretty bad at the time. But you know, the noise meter at, at Reynolds, the heat that you go, know, all these guys have said the same thing. The state players that played at Reynolds have said the same thing. Coming up out of that, up out from under, and coming out. And feeling that heat, which they were used to it, feeling that heat and hearing that crowd and seeing them all down right there on the floor was a great advantage for them. And I know you want to put butts in the seat, but somehow Duke manages to to still put butts in the seat and make some money. Uh, I think it's a it's a disadvantage for State and Carolina that they don't have. Uh, hey, it's working really well for our women. So uh, <laughs> there's exactly. still Reynolds and women. Exactly. So uh, maybe we need to. You know, figure something out with that. But why not, well, I think why the not play the State Carolina game at Reynolds? I'd love to do that. I think it'd be great. So we're definitely not filling out our stadium right now. If you saw the game last night, fans aren't showing up, so it's not looking good. We might need to start swapping over to Reynolds. All right, so I think we're pretty safe to say we're, we're going with Virginia. I will say this: I be, I think Georgia Tech keeps it close for you know a bit, and I think but then Virginia kind of pushes away. Georgia Tech's been playing teams pretty close. They had it close against Notre Dame last night. It just couldn't pull it out. So I think they'll show up to play, but I think Virginia will be too much for them to get the win. Duke Boston College, I don't I mean, listen, hey, Boston College may surprise you. They are playing better basketball. They really are, but it's not going to be enough against Duke. Good gosh. Um, I can't believe you even said that. <laughs> well, they are. Boston College is playing some better basketball right they now. They are playing better, but they're – But they're not going to compete against Duke. So yeah. – um, and Duke's pissed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I Duke's, having, Duke's having a game right now. Oh, that's right. Who are they playing right now? Clemson at Little uh, John. What's the score? It's 41-33. Just started second half. Duke? Duke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they'll take that. All right. So, Syracuse, yeah, be- Syracuse Virginia Tech. Um, what do you got? It's that one. That's an interesting That's matchup. You know, those, those those teams right in the middle. I mean, I think that Virginia Tech is, and it pains me to say it, they're a good defensive team. And, and I think maybe this is where losing Edwards could hurt Syracuse because Aluma is really good down low for, yeah. for Tech. They, they've got – I think, you know, one of the things watching the show this year, you guys were surprised. Virginia Tech just got off to an awful start. Yeah horrible start in the league and but now they're coming around and they're i mean you know Malia thought three weeks ago that they'd be 500 you know they could get there you know they could get there this with the win against syracuse so i i give the edge to the Hokies on this one i think it's their defense that wins and it's at virginia tech i mean totally tough play virginia tech is not an easy place to play i mean chris mm-hmm. probably vouch for that with virginia going there they i mean and they've got a pretty solid coach, so I, I agree. I, I would go with you, Chris. Uh, I got Virginia Tech winning that game. Yeah, I think with the loss of their center, I don't think Bayhound Magic is going to happen this year. I think we're going to see a, a struggling Syracuse team. Second half. I think Virginia Tech takes, especially at home. I think Virginia Tech takes. They need it. They need it. Mm-hmm. Big time. 
So then you got oh, no watch change. out for these Clemson teams though. They cut it. They cut it to six. Uh, I'll be switching that over as soon as we get done here. <laughs> so uh, you never know. So don't don't turn it on, Billy. You'll probably jinx it. I I just might. I just might. So Notre Dame uh, at Clemson. So I listen. I think the Irish are playing good basketball. Clemson's. I don't know, a bit, a bit like state this year, not as bad, uh, but just not getting it done. Um, I see Notre Dame's going to win. I think they're going to win that game. Well, then Clemson had – they had a pretty significant injury this last week too, I believe. One they of their did. They top did. scorers. So, I, yeah, I, correct. I, yeah, I think that, you know, Notre Dame is, uh, is the victor there. I would agree. Yeah, I think Notre Dame gets that. Clemson's hanging pretty tough with, with the ground. Kind of keeping, trying to keep up with the. I'm not watching the actual game. I'm, I'm watching the updates of the score. So is that are any games Sunday or is that it? No, that's it. That's it, right? So, all right. I think did you guys go? I think you guys picked all the same teams. Am I the only <laughs> one who picked two different wins? I've got. Uh, Miami winning and Pitt beating State. God, I picked against right. my own team. I'm such a exactly. <laughs> what is wrong? I'm a, you know, you know what? Screw that. I'm gonna go change that right now. I can't pick against State. No. Go. Come on. Documented. It's on. It's on All video. Right. Listen, I will be pulling for my guys. I, I just, uh, you know, we didn't talk State at all, but listen, hey, it's um, it's it's been a tough go. The guys are still playing pretty hard. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch uh, Traquavion Smith, baby T. That dude's for real. Uh, he's awesome. I think people have figured out Sebron a little bit now. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we will see. Hopefully, hopefully they stay and we can move on. I will, I'll say I'll put a plug in here. So Monday's Valentine's Day, right? And, of course, we've got Virginia, Virginia Tech. Virginia's for lovers. But I'll tell you this, that's going to be a brutal game. Uh, two tough, hard-nosed teams, Valentine's Day night. You know, both of them seemingly on hot streaks. That could be a really fun game big, to watch if you like really good, good basketball. And it's so, at Virginia Tech. And that's at Tech? It's at Tech, yep. And, of so course, you don't have to worry to... about any – you don't have to worry about the – can I go to, to the game on Valentine's Day instead of out with my wife? So you don't have to worry about that. Oh, Chris is just got a way to get in front of television. He's got a whole Chris Valentine's Day for you must be pretty interesting. You got a whole house full of women to buy for. Exactly, and you know the funny thing about this year, I'm actually flying. I'm going to Florida for a some sort of a conference, so I'm not even going to be here Valentine's Day night. But I'll be watching the game someplace else. (laughs) So you guys know how it goes. I gotta, you know, I gotta build up some some goodwill here before. Leaving on leaving on Valentine's Day, so, but yeah, there's there's a lot. I've got uh, four strong, beautiful women in this house that I gotta show some love to. Wow, I got he'll, two. He'll make sure everybody's <laughs> taken care of for you, ladies. Absolutely covered. So, hey, well, Chris, hey, thanks, man. Uh, you know, thanks for joining us again tonight. Uh, sorry, Mister Clip up. We'll make up for that somehow. Uh, but I've enjoyed just, your background. Actually, yeah, let I, me listen, just as long as I can keep this up there. That's it's beautiful. That's what matters. <laughs> I love I love the look on these guys' face, the students' faces back right. there. It, it's just it's awesome. Uh, you know, you might have to pour that over. We'll make it our, our screensaver. <laughs> but uh, we would definitely grab you back. Hey, as we get close to ACC tournament time, 
I'd love to have you come back and jump on, uh, which is right around the corner. It's coming quick. Speaking oh, of, um, just a plug. So when we had um, Jared Wittenberg on, he has actually assisted with the production of the history of ACC um, uh, tournament that's been showing on ACC Network. Uh, I don't know if you guys had a chance to catch any of it last weekend. I had the first two episodes. Really, it was really well done. Um, and then final two are going to be this weekend. So take it, take some time and watch that. Um, it's always fun to go back and look at the tradition of, of what the ACC well, it was and hopefully it's going to be again. So uh, before we go, any any final words, Mr. Fly or Mr. Andreessen? Let, let Chris have the floor first. All right, Chris. <laughs> Well, it's been great being on with you guys again. I've been been watching the watching the show this season, and um, you know, I'll say this: I never gave up on the team. You guys know I was frustrated, right? Yeah, just oh, like yeah. a lot of fans. But I'll, I'll say this about this this group too: I watch them. They really didn't quit either. They were working on huh. it. They, they, it wasn't always it wasn't always showing on the court, but um, it at least led to to being in the position to get yourself into the tournament. I mean. I think one of the biggest things we, we got to do for, for our sake on the consistency side is I'd love to get in the top four of the ACC to get that double buy in the tournament. That would be huge. Um, but again, you got to be Georgia Tech this weekend. And then, like I said, I've got that Monday Valentine's Day night game circled that, that Commonwealth rivalry, that's going to be a really fun matchup. So I've, it's been great talking basketball with you guys again. And um, you know, I hope the who's keep rising. I don't see why not. I don't see why not either. I totally a little bit off subject here. Big weekend coming up to ACC basketball, but we got a we got another game that's kind of big this weekend uh, in the NFL. You know that Super Bowl thing is going to happen Sunday. Who you guys got, Cincinnati or, or uh, the Rams? Chris, I'll let you go first, but <laughs> I got a team. Um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Mm-hmm. He's wearing that orange. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing the orange. Um, I just think that, again, we've talked about leadership on this show tonight and what we see on the field. I mean, if Joe Burrow pulls it off, is there any better leader of, of men in that in the league right now? I mean, what he's what he's done. I love their offense. They've got a lot of weapons. Um, I'm a little bit concerned for Burrow, just knowing that their offensive line is not great. And, you know, the Rams could get to him. but. Um, you know, he's been in big moments and he, he's performed. Um, so I like the Bengals. I, I think it is. What, what's the line? You guys admit that like minus four and a half or something for the, for the Rams, I think. But um, yeah, I'm going to take the Bengals in the upset. All right. Who you got, Billy? I'm going Bengals as well. Listen, one reason they got two pack players playing for them right now. <laughs> oh, one of them got a key interception in that last game. So they got two Wolfpack guys on the team. But I, I'm a big Burrow fan. Um, listen, Cincinnati's never never pulled this off. I mean, it's been, it was so fun. I had a watch a chance. I was showing uh, William. I sent a video of uh, they had kind of a, a uh, montage of all the video, people's reactions when they, they beat the Chiefs. And it was so <laughs> great to see that. I mean, listen, the NFL kind of sucks as a product. It really does. So it was kind of fun to see – kind of getting back to, you know, a real passion and excitement for your team and winning. So I'm excited for the for, for the Bengals being in it, and I'll, I'll be pulling for them. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I'm totally going against both of you guys right now. That's all right. And, there, and there's one there's one big reason that I'm going against you guys. It's Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, it, I'm not pulling this against guy, This guy has been through so much with Detroit. This struggles there. Then with his wife getting sick at, at Detroit, which I should, she's okay now. But, you know, I think the guy it, – it's a good story. Uh, do I think that's enough for him to win the Super Bowl? No, but – you know, like, and Chris, your point about the Bengals offensive line, I see that, but look at what the Chiefs were doing to that offensive line. Look how Burrow kept getting away. I mean, it was incredible. Everybody was talking, you know, I, and even I, the first game was talking about Mahomes dancing around back there and getting away, which that ended in the second half. But the play where one of the offensive line, defensive linemen for the Chiefs had Burrow by the Burrow was down and he had him by his shoulder pass, and Burrow manages to get so gets away, runs 10 yards for a first down. I don't have a problem with Burrow, even though they're in the AFC North with the Steelers. I don't have a problem with Burrow. I like Burrow. I like them at LSU. Do I think they could win? Sure, I do. I think they could win. I think they've got I said I've been saying for the last month and a half that I think they they'll go far. I think they're missing something, and it may be the offensive line from them being a dominant team. But here's the key to the Rams, Cooper Cup. I was going to say, Cooper, he's the best player on the field, right, Stevie? I mean, he's unbelievable. My favorite, <laughs> favorite player outside of Pittsburgh is Cooper Cup because the guy can, it, no matter how, look at the numbers he's put up this year. How, as a defense, do you let this guy get open? The last two games, the Buccaneers game, he's got open. The, the uh, 49ers game, he scores two touchdowns and and pretty much seals the deal. That and, and then to look at him, I don't know how much you watch him, Billy, but to look at him when he scores a touchdown, he acts like he's been there before. He yeah. goes hands about to the referee. He's old Barry school Sanders football. Like, I love it. Barry love Sanders it. like just hands about to the referee and goes and, yeah. and goes. Uh, and the defense is going to make a big difference for the for the Rams too, but. The different the Rams need to learn how to keep the foot on the gas. When they get a lead, mm-hmm. they need to learn how to keep the foot on the gas. But I, I think it's gonna be a close one, but I'm 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 but, saying the Rams. But listen, I'm just so glad not to see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. You know, I'm happy with what we got. So uh it, it Hold on. I can't I can't let this go. I can't let this go. I'm gonna put you in a hypothetical situation, Billy. All right. You're Billy. down. You're you're a coach. You coach football, right, Billy? Uh, oh, flag football, but yeah, yeah, flag football. So, near the end of the game, no timeouts, you're you're down what three or four, something like that. You're gonna call a draw to your quarterback up the middle and run in the middle of the field with no timeouts. No. <laughs> I had to take that Jerry. shot at Chris. Chris is a Jerry. cowboy man. I had to take a shot. Oh, that's why I was like, "Why? Are you, I why know. you the Cowboys?" I, I hate and I him. forgot he's a Cowboys fan. <laughs> you didn't even realize what I was doing there, did you, Billy? No, uh, I I was trying to figure out why you were going after the Cowboys that way. But yeah, uh, I, will, I, I will stand by. Look, uh, you know, as as I've shown tonight, unlike Billy, I live and die with my squads. So I'm, I went down with the ship on that one. I will still say, Stevie, while unconventional. The play, had it been executed properly, could have worked. 
Mm. But it, it did. I mean, and the reality was we played a horrible game. I mean, yeah, talk about, I mean, for like 58 minutes, it was terrible football. We shouldn't have even been in that position except for Jimmy G trying to give it back to us. But the execution was terrible. The, the actual idea of it, I wasn't against, but he just botched it. But I'll, you know? tell you this, so, I'll tell you this, Chris, as a coach, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm Mike McCarthy or anything like that. As soon as he took out uh, – off up the middle the first thing i said was what the and put the sensor word in here right now billy because that was come out of my mind i'm not even a cowboy fan i was like what the are you doing you know and then the and i know i mean i from what i know chris i'm sure he realizes that the referee had to spot the ball before unlike some cowboy fans i said the referee kept the ball from him they cheated they cheated I was like, oh, my gosh, the referee has to spot the ball every play. You can't spot the ball yourself. I will say this, Stevie. I think that Mike McCarthy is one of the worst football coaches in the NFL. I do not. I mean, agree on that. You know, but but I will say, I mean, that was just again, we just played a terrible game. We didn't we didn't deserve to even have an opportunity to to win it. But um, yeah, I'm sorry. I had as much as nice as I was to you about Virginia. I had to throw that shot in at you about Virginia. Hey, but if this you look, is why we love sports, right, guys? At I least mean, it humbles you, but it gives you a lot team, of fire too. At least your team was in position to win the game at the end, not like mine. <laughs> we got blown away. At least you guys have teams with real names. Hold on, hold on. What's what's your hey Billy? What's your outlook for the Commanders this year? Is Cobra gonna is Cobra gonna beat GI Joe this year? <laughs> well, my kind of thoughts is hopefully Snyder has to sell the team and the new owner changes the name, but. Uh, you guys i can only hope that and and that's one of the things talking about on on the other on the final score podcast this investigation i mean didn't we just have an investigation of this before by the nfl too and nothing came up but john gruden emails Uh, roger goodell i i mean i i don't know what he, he he steps in and says no, we're going to do the the investigation of it. Not the Redskins hiring a private investigator. We're going to do it, or the commanders, excuse me. We're we're going to do it. Didn't you just flop on it before? Why did Why didn't you come up with something before? Stevie's about to put his final score back drop back up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got you got us you got us going down the NFL path. All right, you got our prediction. How about this one, Billy? Yes. <laughs> nice. nice. Actually, today, Stevie, you'll appreciate this. As William and I were playing basketball, I'm screaming to be the man, and he's going, you got to beat the man. And he was doing the Ric Flair. Woo! <laughs> it was good. Nobody. So, nobody I'm trying, beats to, I'm trying to train him right. There it is. There it is. There you go. So, yeah, guys, no, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. You, you're ending it. No, I was just about to wrap it up, so go ahead. No, I'm good. I'm good. He's good. Steve would go on all night. We let him. So. <laughs> I can, man. I can go on all night when we talk about this. I'm like Ric Flair, the 60-minute man. All night. All, all right, night. Man. Well, guys, hey, thanks so much. It's been fun. It's always fun talking to you guys. Um, and uh, we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for riding with us tonight, guys. Go Hoos. Uh, go Pack. I'll stick with you as long as I can. Um, this and, weekend against Pitt. <laughs> uh, I know. They better yeah. be fit. Yeah. They better hey, be fit. Billy, are you in the are you in the Wolfpack Club? <laughs> yeah. 
I think well, your your membership just got revoked. I think it may, it may have. It may have. I know. I have to go change that pick. I want them to win, um, but I'm I'm getting realistic now. So that's all right. We'll be okay. Go women pack. I'll be pulling for a women's team. All right, guys. I am out of here. Take care, fellas. Yeah, have a good one, guys.